housekeeping podcast weird from the live music capital of the world austin texas the city that brought you willie nelson jerry jeff walker bill hicks the austin city limits bob ray turk pipkin and the largest urban population of Mexican free-tailed bats, it's a slippery slope. The podcast with the dazed and confused Mark Browner and Lodger. All right. Hey, man. Hey, how, how you are doing? you? Great. I'm doing okay, doing okay. Good. Hey, you know what this is? Is this, it episode 10? It's episode 10. We are in double digits. <laughs> Can you believe it? We've made it. That, that's awesome. Who knew we were going to be in double digits? <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> All the naysayers were saying, oh, they'll never make it past they'll, six. Six would be the most I could take of these guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably. That's my, I'm sorry, listener. That was my imitation of you, and that was very insulting. That was a very insulting. <laughs> you know what that voice sounded like to me? I'm already apologizing. We just started the episode. <laughs> hey, Great. Yeah. I thought <laughs> what, we said we weren't going to apologize. Like? That voice that's that you right, did. We're not. Yes, the voice that you just did reminded me of, you know what we need here? Bouncing boobies. If you can make them bounce, that would be great, or something like that. You remember that from... from Vaguely. From was the, that from Lube TV? Yes, it was one of the episodes of Lube TV, and we were talking about boobs, obviously. <laughs> I think that made... That must be... Yeah, that made the cut uh, my to... My imitation of a... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it's my imitation of a big cigar smoking fat cat, I think is what that is. Yes. A gropper cartoon. <laughs> a gropper cartoon. Which I don't even know what that is, but it's like I a, don't either. What? Yeah, it's like a old car, old cartoons from like the nineteen hundreds that uh, had ah. like guys with big old black cigars sticking out of their mouths and so I that's all I know. About grapper cartoons. <laughs> I've never heard that term before. See, this yeah. show is educational. We learn things. Right. I do- <laughs> well, how, how come everybody's IQ has just gone down 10 points? I, yeah, I know, right? Thanks for turning on the episode and, and doing brain damage to yourself. Oh, s- <laughs> sorry. The show that causes you to lo- lose brain cells. It's a slippery slope, huh? Yes. Well, you know, it, it hey is. Hey, man, so how was your week? <laughs> it was good. It was good. Uh, my week, more more like my weekend was pretty good, kind of fun, kind of well, interesting. Yeah. We're, well, all, we're all working for the weekend, aren't we? I, I think we are. Just like Loverboy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What'd well, you do on the weekend? I did absolutely nothing this week. I worked a lot at my real job because oh, yeah. um, I was gone a week, you know, doing the doing the running around the country. <laughs> ah, okay. And so lately all I've been doing is kind of playing catch up and, and just working and sleeping. And, and wa- I watched a few shitty movies over the weekend. Yeah. I actually watched three of them and they were all kind of blah. Hmm. Not yeah, something that, I watched, that was interesting to you or worth talking about. Hmm? Or exactly. Yeah. I okay. watched, um, James Franco uh, has has written has written and directed a couple of movies based on William Faulkner novels. Okay. Which I've never read any Faulkner. Um, so uh, when we were in um, Pittsburgh 
Um, my nephew and I found this cool kind of used record place called The Exchange. Well, there really was like used CDs, DVDs. They didn't have a lot of vinyl. I'm not even sure if they had any now. I can't remember. Okay. But um, I found I found that DVD for five bucks there, so I bought it um, uh-huh. and brought it back all the way from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, but, and it was, it, you know, it was interesting to see it, but, uh, and worth five bucks to see it, I guess, but it, it's, it's not that great in my opinion. Uh. And then, um, I watched sunshine, which was a sci-fi movie by Danny Boyle about the sun burning out and, and these, uh, astronauts going to try and reignite the sun. And it was pretty blah. And, uh, I watched, uh, the the, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it, it's it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't it, it was barely what I would call good. Look, and um, once that sun's out, that, that shit's out, man. You ain't restarting it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can't send astronauts there to to blow a bomb into it to reignite it. Yeah. I don't know what they were, what the whole. It was very artsy and and it had elements of like a. 2001 and Alien and some other. I was obviously paying homage to some other uh, okay. sci-fi movies, but so who cares if it didn't it was, make any fucking sense, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Because it didn't. Okay. Um, it had Cillian Murphy in it. I don't know if you know who Cillian Murphy is, and I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Uh, but he's a he's a young actor that's kind of uh, attractive. So that was the only thing that it really had going okay. for it so, in my well, book. Well, they had something going for it then. Okay. Maybe it's pronounced Killian. I think he's right. Irish or something. And yeah. then I watched uh, The Adventures of Tintin that Spielberg made a few years ago. And yeah. I didn't realize it was actually full, fully motion-captured animation, kind of like Polar Express is. Oh, I really? thought it was hmm. going to be just um, just a lot of CGI with live actors. I, I don't know why I thought that. Huh. Um, but it was okay. It wasn't great. Okay, you know that sounds like it was just a remake of uh, the old uh, pre Lassie Rin Tin Tin Dog Hero movie movies. Do you know who Tin Tin is? No. (laughs) Oh my gosh, dude! Tin Tin is a uh, he's actually was created by a Belgian author, and I can't remember his name. It's it's like Hercule or Hergé. I think it's Hergé. Um, and he's a boy detective. He's a young – he's not – in the movie, he's like a reporter, so he's got to be at least 1920 supposedly. Um, but he does have a dog sidekick. Um, but it, he's kind of – you know, it's kind of like a very European boy detective. And there were several – and it's – I think it started in the 30s, and there were several novels that were – I do believe more like comic book novels. Ah, well, um, shit. I, I got almost it, like graphic novels. I got it completely wrong then. I had no <laughs> earthly idea <laughs> or what the fuck I was even talking about just a few minutes ago. So, yeah, sorry about that. Because there's Tintin and then there's Rin Tintin, <laughs> and that's two different things. Well, I just yeah. thought they were like, hey, man, let's shorten it down for the, you know, for the new millennium. And just call it Tin Tin. Yeah, just, that's cool. Okay. No, not quite. All right. But well. anyway, it was it was okay too. It wasn't great, and and um, it wasn't horrible. It was just average. So, um, okay. so that was anyway. That was my weekend. That that's really sounds like a lot more than it really felt like. I feel like I just sat around the house and did nothing. But all right. Well, thanks for. 
take, I, taking 10 I, minutes out of my life there. But <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. You piece of shit. <laughs> Why you got to shit on everything, Mark Brenner? <laughs> Why you got to shit on my weekend, man? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Just kidding. I had to no, do it. For, I for... honestly had. <laughs> yeah. I've been listening. I had no intention of spending time talking about that sorry okay that's fine that's fine i can edit it all out don't worry <laughs> no actually the only reason i said the whole well that's another 10 minutes i won't get back it's completely ripping off todd glass he, he, he does that all the time <laughs> Except, except he does the thing where he plays this song in the background that goes blah 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 blah. But anyway, so but oh, that's I, funny. I wouldn't be so rude as to do that though. No, oh. of course not. You're a nice but, uh, guy. You just like shitting on me, but that's okay. okay. Hey, <laughs> remember, remember in a previous uh, episode we were talking about uh, that short film that I was trying to get my hands on. Hands on called Vacancies, starring John Christensen oh, yeah. and Leslie Cochran. And, yes, uh, right. And uh, I, I finally rediscovered that the you know the filmmaker was Ryan Bust. I kept looking, you know, right. googling Ryan Budge for some reason, <laughs> and I was like, I can't find shit. <laughs> and finally got it right. Oh, it's Ryan Bust, and I started googling that and couldn't find any contact information for him at all and i think we were talking about it on a previous episode how i was having no yeah. no luck and i think you had suggested it or i had mentioned that you know ruby c martin was is involved in um is involved in making the leslie documentary and right. i think you had suggested well why don't you just try you know emailing her or and so what i did was uh instant messaged her facebook instant oh, cool. messenger and so I basically just said, hey, do you know Ryan Bust? He did a short film called Vacancies with John Christensen and, and Leslie and at uh, the Austin Motel. Do you, do you know anything about this? And so she did. She wrote me back fairly quickly, you know, within, I don't know, 10 minutes of me messaging her. And so she said, oh, wow. don't want to get your hopes up too high, but uh, <laughs> just... <laughs> Okay, just in case the audience said, now, Ruby C. Martin, I guess she runs Freckled Fanny Films and was doing the Leslie documentary. And right. she said she didn't know Ryan Bust, but she does remember Leslie showed her a short film with him in a hotel and a chicken was involved, is what she wrote. And that <laughs> that jogged my memory, and I'm like, oh, yeah, John. I remember John telling me about it after he did the short film, and it was like both he and Leslie in drag, and there was a chicken in the motel room with them, and they're, like, running after the chicken going, here, chicken pussy, here, chicken pussy, or something weird like that. No. Oh, no. Yes, exactly. Oh, wow. It's like... Really fucked up and like, oh man, now I really got to see this crazy yeah, film. Yeah, now I'm dying to see it. Yeah, but so I was, I was very disappointed that uh, Ruby had never heard of Ryan Buster, had never even talked to him, and so that's kind of a dead end now. I don't, I don't know who else to ask or how we can even contact Ryan Bust. But I guess the good news is, is that he actually finished the film. If Ruby was able to see it, you know, Leslie showed it to her. Right. So right. 
that gives me some hope I that wonder, it actually got made. Well, she didn't. So that wasn't something they were going to be able to use part of in their film. Wouldn't she want a copy of that to you because it would I don't know. Well, apparently it's not going to be part of the film if all Ruby could tell me was that she happened it. to see it because Leslie yeah. showed it to her, but that's all that I know. Hmm. So Yeah, I wonder who who like you know, where did Leslie's stuff go? I I'm I assume he had family somewhere, but I don't know. Um, um like where is all that stuff, I wonder. Right. Yeah, I don't know. But oh, mm. uh, more bad news though that I need to add on to this is <laughs> oh, that Oh, good grief. Okay. Ruby let me know. She said that the Leslie project she was working on was no longer in her hands, meaning she's no longer associated or at least not running the show anymore. So, and, hmm. and she put in parentheses long story as if, you know, she didn't want to necessarily give me the details, but Right. So that's that's kind of um, disappointing to find out that, you know, somebody who is a longtime friend of Leslie, as far as I can gather, uh, you know, is somehow being pushed out of the process. But uh, right. I guess I don't know all the details regarding what's going on there. And yeah, I don't know, maybe it might be interesting to at least attempt to get ruby on the show maybe we can interview her and talk about it and i'm not going to hold out a lot of hope that she even wants to talk about it because i'm sure it probably is gives her bad feelings to, to think about yeah. it certainly yeah so well and now you know now it's like i've no you know i noticed when we were talking about it before or i was thinking they still have the facebook page but they haven't really posted much on the facebook page uh there was a there was a uh, a fund uh, uh a thing that they account? did right. one of those yeah. something like that that right. they did and uh which i gave a little bit of money to um mm -hmm. and you know, when you usually when you give money to one of those things, you get more emails saying, oh, we're doing this now. Can you you know, we're still looking for contributors or blah, blah, blah. Haven't exactly. seen any emails like that or anything, too. So it's like it feels like that project is dead in the water, but maybe well, someone else is is working on it. We can only hope because I, don't know. I, I can't seem to find any information about it. That's that's uh, newer than, you know, a year old. So, yeah, it's, it's yeah. kind of uh I don't know. It's because sad that's situation. really frustrating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Leslie is the the. We were talking about this in the previous episode. He's he she is kind of the uh, mascot of Austin, right? The, and the, uh, the the patron queen of Austin. Yeah, and yeah. you know, we, there needs to be a. We've already got a plaque uh, down on Sixth Street. I believe there's a plaque that that celebrates Leslie. Yes. But, you know, isn't there somebody also too? Isn't there somebody also yeah, uh, funding a statue? I, I don't know, maybe it's already been funded and and uh, put in place, but I, I don't, don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, but I want a statue. And um, you know, and then there are a couple yearly events that they used to have uh to celebrate Leslie too. Um so I don't know. True. Is there like um, a, a Leslie Fest or something? It's something like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think they may have used it as a uh, platform to raise funds for homeless. I can't remember. But it is a cool thing. Right. Yeah, Leslie was So we'll have to keep our eyes open of... for the next time. Right. Yeah, yeah, Leslie ran for mayor here and was involved in a lot of homeless rights and 
right? And musicians' uh, rights and club club owners' rights, etc. Yeah, uh, a lot of different causes. But yeah, I'm sure more than anything else, homeless homeless rights. You're right. Yeah. Although, as we we have heard many times, he he was homeless by choice. True. At least part of the time. I was always, at was, least part of the time. Yeah. Yeah. You were. I think was it you who was talking about that he spent time in Colorado, but was just a regular guy in Colorado or something. And ha- yeah. And but a character with a different name, not his uh, whatever his real name is, which I don't remember. So yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, like, there's just uh, a lot of info that needs to be uh, uh, spread out. What's the word for spread out? Um, um, so people can learn from it. That needs to be disseminated. That needs to be disseminated. disseminated. Thank yeah. you. Yes, I was thinking assimilated, and I knew that wasn't right because we're not the Borg. Well, um, <laughs> it can't be assimilated. It can't be assimilated until it's disseminated. Dis- Disseminated. Disseminated. This is true, Grasshopper. (laughs) Um, So anyway, it would be great if – yeah, I hope that isn't a dead project. I hope that that, uh, a movie like that gets made. Leslie was a completely interesting character. And, you know, it's funny. It's like when when, – you know, one thing that's cool about Austin, and I guess it happens in most college towns, is every year we get a whole new bunch of of, uh, college freshmen, kids coming into town. Uh, who get to experience Austin and living in Austin. Yeah, well, that's and, true. And, you know, a film like that should be uh, made, and then it should be uh, part of uh, their um, orientation. <laughs> <laughs> you want to live here in this town, you need to know about Leslie. Right. Here, it, here, here's your history. It, it's just like uh, I, never, I never understood why – isn't, why isn't there – why doesn't the Paramount or the Alamo or someone every year when the kids come to college here – do a link link later film festival. Wow. If you're coming to school here, you need to be familiar with every link later film what and fabulous... uh, you need to start at slacker and, and go all the way up. That's so, a fabulous yeah. idea. Hell it should yeah. be a yearly thing and it should be right around September, October when the new kids come. I I a hundred percent agree. You I know, should be mayor. Damn it. <laughs> I'll, I'll bet you, I'll bet you first year RTF students are given a, uh, a link later film festival. At least I would hope so. That would be cool. <laughs> you would, you would think. Of course, yeah. I mean, we're we're at an age now where they can study it at home on their computer by watching the movies. But well, that's true. You know, there's there's nothing like there's nothing like watching movies with a group of people in a theater. Oh, I know. Especially ex- if you're in a, a theater with like-minded people. Exactly. There's there's nothing like it. I mean, it's a completely different experience from sitting at home watching it on your laptop. I mean, oh there's, yeah. There's an energy. That exists in a movie theater that can't be recreated very easily unless, you know, you've got a giant screen TV and 20 of your closest friends. But even still, it's not the same. I always think about the um, the movie The Breakfast Club is really my favorite movie of all time. It's not, you know, people really? are like, oh, that's, that's the best movie. No, it's not the best movie. It's just my favorite movie of all time. If, if I was on a desert island and could have one movie, it would be Breakfast Club because mm. I, I could just watch it over and over. But... I, wow. You know, I saw it when it came came out when I was not much older than the characters in the film, just a few years older, just out of high school, a few years. Right. And so I saw it from the perception of someone who was almost like uh, just a, a couple years older than the characters in the film. Obviously, I've watched it many times since then as an older person. So I've watched it as uh, nostalgia. Yes. 
And one time I went to the Alamo Draft House down uh, when it was down on Colorado, so it's been a few years ago. They had a midnight showing of it, and it was me and a bunch of of college kids, basically, nice who were seeing it for the first time through the eyes of a different generation. They laughed at things that I didn't think were funny, and <laughs> and you know they had a whole different take on the movie, yeah, than I did because to them it was kind of almost like nostalgia, but not their nostalgia, somebody else's nostalgia. Yes, um, almost and so, hokey so, in their eyes, perhaps? In, in places, I think, in places. Right. Um, you know, things that I considered to be like honest, raw, uh, emotional f- moments um, uh-huh. that could be humorous in their eyes. And, and, and oh. you know, so I, I, got, I got to see it through their eyes. And that was hmm. a whole, I saw the movie in a way that I never would have seen it sitting at home. You know. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through the eyes of 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 the younger generation, interesting. Yeah, hmm. and hearing what they laughed at and what they when they got quiet and what they were taking serious and and uh, yeah. you know, it it was a whole different kind of feeling, which was really cool. You know what? Anyway. You know what? You know what that reminds me of is the time we went to go see Erg, a music war at the uh, mm-hmm. Alamo Draft House. And uh, yes. we were sitting in the audience, and uh, the Toya Wilcox song comes on. And right. Toya Wilcox starts singing, and you know the song. Uh, I I don't know. Yeah, if I remember. dance. Yeah, dance. And people and the younger crowd that was there was kind of laughing during it because it was I don't know. It was <laughs> so pretentious. It was so amazingly <laughs> pretentious eighties. And, yes, and I think yeah. it was it was kind of hokey to them. So. Oh well. Yes, remember, and, and then seeing Klaus Nomi perform. Yes. With that crowd was interesting because Klaus Nomi, you know, is an interesting. That performance in Erga Music War is amazing. Yes. And um, and it it just knocks. And I don't care who you are, how old you are, you see that, and it knocks your socks off. You know that's true. I think it it has some staying power because it's still. Has a tendency to amaze or shock or insert it's adjective here. It's just unlike here. anything else. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. just unlike anything else in the world that his voice, his the way he's dressed and, and mm-hmm. costumed, the the dancers that come out, um, you know, just everything about that performance is unique and unlike anything else you've ever seen. And I mean, it did. I, I think some people did chuckle at it because it is, you know, kind of goofy in a way. Of but course. it's also kind of just amazing in a way. And I, I mean, I think there well, were some Klaus Nomi converts when, you know. I would uh, agree with that. The, I mean, his ability to hit the high notes will impress uh, anyone. Yes. So, yeah. You know, just, just, yeah. Hearing him sing for the first time is an amazing experience so right and you know klaus Nome. i mean there were some bands in that movie like the police and the go-go's that that everyone even you know even younger people kind of know have heard before yes but klaus Nome's one of those underground guys that you know that was their first Taste. exposure mm-hmm. to him yeah right yeah 
Nothing like your first taste, man. <laughs> Nothing like your first <laughs> well, taste of Klaus Nomi. And he's no longer around, so I mean, that's the only way we can, you know, anybody can experience yep. him now. So there yes. it is. Which, well, there is a there is a fantastic documentary, and I think it's out of print. It's hard to find, but maybe it's on some of the streaming services called Do You? It's called Do You Know Me, isn't it? Or maybe it's just Know Me. N O M I. Right. And if you're not His familiar with Klaus Nomi, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, if you're not familiar with Klaus Nomi, you uh, definitely need to find that documentary. And you need to watch. If you have not seen Erga Music War and you love 80s New Wave, oh, are you missing out? Hmm. There it is. There's your challenge, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, this, week's, this week's video challenge. I remember when uh, you lived in a different apartment complex, you had a picture of Klaus Nomi on your. Front door, and I, I can't remember if I made it up in my head or it actually said on it, "Do you know me?" <laughs> you know, I think you came in one time and said that, and then I put it underneath the picture. Ah, okay, <laughs> but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not either. <laughs> but it's a nice memory. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, I love Kosnomi. Sure. So cool. Um, so um, we were talking about. Leslie a few minutes ago and then that that oh yeah that gives me an easy transition into my next thing I'd like to talk to talk about that I did Saturday night oh and, yeah well you went out and did things right yeah Sierra and Trish Trish the dish and I went to see a drag show it was at a place called the brass house which is like at 11th and San Jacinto and so I'd never been there, so I was curious to see this yeah, venue never heard and of what it. it is. And uh, it was kind of cool. We, you know, we they had valet parking, so we used the valet parking because I didn't know where else we were going to park around there. Right. So uh, we go in the front door and we're looking, and it's a and we see all we see is like this narrow bar, and there's like somebody singing jazz on the stage, and we're like, well, they're going to have a drag show here. It's kind of a small place, and nobody's here and you know they sold tickets for this thing so we asked the waiter and he said no 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 you got to go next door it's 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 all part of the brass house but it's you know a, a different section so okay so we walked over to the other side and it's a much larger room and uh they had a, a stage hmm. there and maybe 25 tables set up we had some reserved seats uh tables and there were actually people eating in there as well because I think the the bar side is a bar and grill and so people can order food there and then you know it'll be delivered to their table in this other room or I, I'm not sure how that worked we didn't eat we just drank and we drank a lot and uh, had a pretty good time <laughs> so as cool. I said this was a drag show and uh, we'll talk about your feelings about that after I'm done oh, with yeah. this, okay? And uh, <laughs> it was called the My Oh My Drag Show. And so, you know, I, I don't know if I've ever actually been to, a, you know, a legitimate drag show. I mean, I've seen plenty of them in documentaries and, and, you know, narrative films and things like that. And I don't know what I was expecting. I was just expecting your, your stereotypical drag show and... I'm not sure that this is exactly what that was, but uh, it was actually fairly entertaining. Uh, I had a good time. They had three drag queens. I guess that's the right term. You know, it is a drag show. I guess you can call them drag queens. And yes, uh, I think that's acceptable. Yes, there were three. There were three of them, and um, uh, the master of ceremonies was also 
a performer named Candy Kane. Wow, what a clever name. Uh, <laughs> oh, how original. <laughs> who, uh-huh. who throughout the night was uh, performing as either Mariah Carey or Britney Spears. And uh, according to what Candy Kane said on stage, she was actually had some breast implants and stuff. So I assume is in the process of transitioning, but I, I can't really necessarily say that because I don't know that for a right. fact. So anyway, some she some had she had tits. Performers just like to have real breasts. Yes. Right. So she had tits. Some so. performers and people and male genitalia people. Right, <laughs> like to have breasts so, and don't have a full tra- don't go through a full transition or, or or change. They just they right. just are, and that and hence the term chicks with dicks, which is a horrible term and uh, right. that nobody likes <laughs> exactly. But uh, so by far, Candy Kane was the 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 prettiest drag queen there, and uh, was showing lots and lots of cleavage and. Uh, and how did and, that make you feel? <laughs> Hey, it was, I'll admit it was it was kind of a turn on. That's that's you know I'm I'm free to admit I'm fine with you're, admitting you're that. You're confident in your sexuality. Sure, yeah. I, I have no problem with that. And uh, so because I would because if you saw Candy Cane on the street dressed as that, you would say, "Wow, that's a, a well dressed, good looking woman." I mean, of course, once you talk to her, you might be a little bit uh, suspicious or something, <laughs> but. And right. also, she happened to be, you know, seven feet tall in heels, so, you know, that's another clue. But anyway, uh, put on a really great show. At, you know, what they did it was all lip-syncing to popular music from the past 30 okay, years that, or so. That was my question. Yeah. Because, yeah. uh, you know, you and Trish and, and Sierra mentioned this to me when I was on vacation. Through social media, we were contacting each other and, and uh, you know— uh, Trish asked if we wanted to go, and uh, of course, I'm on, for one thing, I was on vacation, so I really couldn't spend much time looking at what you guys, what it was all about. Right. Um, so all I really knew was it was a quote-unquote drag show, and I've been to so many right. that I, I, I was just like, eh, I'm not interested. Okay, so my, I get so, it. I'll let you I get saw to that. Some of the, <laughs> yeah, I saw some of the online stuff. Um, promoting it after i got back home and you guys were talking about going um right. and it looked like possibly they were actually going to sing and perform well um i was hoping that that might be the case but it wasn't the case it was okay. mainly lip syncing to yeah popular music they had a and i can't remember this performer's name it was a but i will just say a tina turner type drag queen if, if that gives right. you an idea so she did Tina, some Tina Turner songs, a, a Whitney Houston song, and maybe a Don, the Donna Summer song, Let's Dance, you know, is kind of the finale of the evening, I think. And uh, but uh, I How mean, long did this show go on? Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe couple hours? an hour and a half, I think. Hmm, that okay. sounds about right. Uh, it's hard to tell. You know, after your third drink, you've, you kind of just <laughs> lose, lose track. track of time. Uh, <laughs> And then they had they had a third performer that was just kind of a generic drag queen and did some songs, but didn't necessarily look like anyone in particular. Anyway, so it was three performers, and they would kind of rotate out. I think they rotated out maybe three times each. So they they put on a fairly long show, and there was a lot of energy, and they would run out into the audience, and the audience was you know tipping them in dollar bills, and they had. Uh, 
a waiter, a waiter who a waiter who was going around, and uh, you know you could give him like a twenty, and he'd give you twenty ones so that you could tip. So they made it convenient, so it wasn't like you had to run around trying to get change or anything. They they made it very easy. Well, that was for smart, you. smart right. drag queens. That, that was very smart there. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I think two two of the uh, performers were, were from Dallas, and one the the nondescript drag queen was from Austin. So was I, there any? Was there any theme for this, or was there any reason for it to happen? (laughs) I I think it was just a... I'm so mean. A show. It's just a show for profit. Okay. So it wasn't like a charity thing or, you know, anything like that you could tell. If anybody in our listening audience uh, knows better than I do, just give us an email at... uh, slope at ltvpod.com or just comment on our facebook page a slippery slope but it was entertaining it's not something that i would necessarily repeat because i don't know once you've kind of seen it you've kind of seen it right so exactly right so it was (laughs) it was fun and sierra had fun and trish had fun it was kind of something that I'm, well, maybe Sierra's probably seen drag shows before, but I don't think Trish has ever seen a drag show before. So it was kind of fun right. to, to watch her kind of squirm a little bit during the show. <laughs> no, I, she wasn't squirming. <laughs> she was she was into it and having a good time and tipping the 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 performers as well. And so was Sierra. And uh, they they made the bar the Brass House. They make great drinks. I was drinking um, oh, awesome. vodka and ginger beer with Twist of Lime. Ah, my favorite. I guess that's a Moscow Mule, though, isn't it? And uh, so I, yeah, I don't know. They the their bartenders really know how to mix a drink, so it was it was good. And I wish I would have been able to sample the food there. I mean, it looked like people were enjoying themselves, and so I you know I might I might go back there and just go well, for a meal sometime. Is yeah. it? I mean, can and, you? What normally happens at this bar? Is it normally a performance space or? Well, I'm not sure. You know, like, do they have bands there or? Because you would and think. How I, new is it? I mean, it's. I'm it's, gonna have to Google this place. And, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the room we were in, it was a full size stage, so they could easily have a band mm, performing there. You know, the main bar side, the the narrow side, the left hand side of the brass house. It's you know, you know, one of those. You know, it's a long, narrow bar with a stage at the very back with a bar along the left-hand wall. It's much smaller, so they could have small three-piece acts performing there as well. Hmm. Um, I'd like to go it's back. Not and, a, and it's not mm-hmm. a um, it's not a gay and lesbian place. I I don't know. From what you could tell. I don't know one where, yeah. I, from what I could tell, it just looked like a, a really nice bar. Right. And grill. I mean, usually gay and lesbian bars are bars that normally are frequented by gay and lesbian people you'll see the rainbow flag somewhere in there right well if you're looking for it it'll be on something sure of course kind of like if you go to cheer up charlie's you'll always find you find some some clues or some right flag here or there or something yeah well and like we've always said i mean like i've said quite a bit is one thing i like about austin is gay people in austin go wherever they want there are some gay and lesbian bars here um uh, but for the most part, gay people go wherever they want and with few exceptions. And there's been some things that have happened that haven't been good. But yes. uh, for the most part, you know, gays and lesbians go where they want to and everybody of of the LG 
LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. We just go where we want to here in Austin. And, and you know, I, I've never had any problem anywhere I've gone. And I don't think most people do. Um, right. Which is kind of cool. That's one thing I love about Austin is, you you know, you, we don't have to be in our bars. <laughs> you know, that isn't the only place we can go. We can go wherever we want. And and people uh, are very easygoing and accepting. Mm-hmm. And if you want to go someplace, you know, and then there are places like Oil Can Harry's here in town, which is a is a really a gay bar. But a, a lot of straight people go there. In fact, sometimes gay people kind of complain about that. But <laughs> it's more of a dance club, although they're a gay uh, a gay bar. Um you know, a lot of a lot of straight people go there. And yeah. Uh, so anyway, I was just curious if it if it seemed like it was a place that normally was a gay and lesbian bar. So may, it probably wasn't. But I don't um, I don't what, think so. But I, I could be wrong. Right. What was this shindig called? It was called the My Oh My drag show. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, now I have to do some explaining because I've sure. been making some disgruntled noises here. I'm just, <laughs> you know, as a gay guy, I've just been to so many drag shows. And I tell you, there's nothing that will slow down an awesome Friday night at a gay bar where everybody's having a good time and dancing. Then at midnight, they throw a drag show up there. Why the fuck would I want to see a drag show at Friday night at midnight when I'm dancing and having a good time and hanging out with friends and partying? Right. It just slows the whole night down to a grinding fucking halt. Right. But it's, anyway, it 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 goes from <laughs> goes from you having a good time to having to uh, watch a performer have a good time. Right. And and for the most part, it's the same shit. And what you described is pretty much the same shit you see at every drag show. Right. And I, I don't know. It just doesn't appeal to me. If it appeals to you, that's fantastic, you know. But um, it just it just doesn't appeal to me. I've seen too many of them, and yeah. and and also generally the music, the songs that the performers do, uh, are songs that are just so fucking boring. I don't care if I ever hear them again. Ah, uh, um, okay. Because it's always it's always some kind of diva ballad, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you said Whitney Houston and and Tina Turner, I was like, yeah, I've seen that a million times, and it's never, right. it's never, uh, uh, oh, well, I shouldn't say it's never. Uh, they they always do a couple fun dancey type songs, but then uh, the, then there's the sh- quote unquote showstopper where they're doing you know one of the diva songs, right? Um, <laughs> and I don't know, it just it just doesn't appeal to me. I, I've tried uh, on a couple occasions when I've been roped into uh, being at one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I've tried to appreciate it as part of my cultural heritage okay. and that'll only work for so long <laughs> before yeah. I just can't take it anymore. But there, to me, it's just not fun. I don't enjoy it. Um, there's nothing worse than wanting to go out and have some drinks and have a good time at a gay bar and it's drag night that nothing makes me more unhappy. Um, <laughs> but that's just me kids. And if you enjoy them or if you're a drag queen and you enjoy performing more power to you. All right. Well, I think I think but, we. I mean, you don't see straight people getting up at the karaoke bar and lip singing songs. Well, true, but uh, straight people wouldn't stand for that. But it's not unheard of that people do lip singing. I mean, look at this phenomenon on um, on the Tonight Show. I mean, there's fucking lip syncing going on all the time with uh, what's his name and his guests. Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. He does that lip syncing shit all the time. He thinks it's the greatest does he? thing. I never watched. I never watch any of them at night. Yeah, mm. I'm just saying. Um, 
Yeah, you know, I mean, ha- he does he does lips lip sync offs with uh, with some of his guests. That sounds awful. I'm well, glad I don't watch that show. Well, I know, but I mean, <laughs> but then but then you hear people just raving uh, about it of how myself. how entertaining it is, and I'm like, it's fucking lip syncing. <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, and if if you enjoy that kind of thing, if if you know, and I you know, I think Jimmy Fallon's fun and funny, and depending on who the guest was, I might really enjoy it. If it was somebody I really like him playing lip syncing games or whatever it is they do I'm, i may enjoy that but um right it's you know i don't want to see my uh, uh the next the guy sitting next to me at the bar do it most nights um, right <laughs> so anyway i yeah it's just something that i've i've uh it doesn't interest me and heaven knows you know there are plenty of people who enjoy it but it's not for me. Okay. So I, I'm glad I you guys it. got to go and have a good time. Yeah, I mean, it, um, was, it was it was a lot of fun, and uh, we, yeah. got, we got pretty toasty. So afterwards, we went around the corner to a, a late-night restaurant and bar and, and ate and uh, got all sobered up. Do you and, know which one it was? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, I'm sure Sierra knows. <laughs> I'll, I'll just have to – I'll have to post it on the Facebook page what restaurant yeah, we went to afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, it yeah, was did good. You guys, were, were people taking pictures at the drag show? Did you guys take any pictures? Uh, yes. I'll make sure that... Oh, you uh, should post them. Yeah, we'll definitely will. It, uh, Sierra got a bunch of good pictures, much better pictures than I do. She always gets better pictures than I do. Of course, she always has has one one revision-level higher phone than I do, typically. It's like, <laughs> it's like when... Well, yeah, it's all about filters. Right. When I had an iPhone 3, she had an iPhone 5. When I have an iPhone 5, she has an iPhone 6. It's just, I'm, just, I'm just slightly behind her. So anyway. You she, guys should get on the same – aren't you on the same plan now? You should be on, have the same phone. Well, yeah, that's true. I don't know. I, I, like, the size anyway. of, I like the size of the iPhone 5. It's, you know, it's smaller. You put it in your back pocket. Don't have to worry about it. No problems. Yeah. So Yeah. Um, well, right. that, that is – I hate that too. Every time I – update my phone it's like you've just gotten used to how the one you have works i usually skip a couple of upgrades before i get to i don't even know i think i have the i don't have the iphone i have the other the android um and i don't even know i think i have the s6 but i can't remember i can't even keep up with that shit (laughs) okay but anyway okay well i'm glad you guys had a good time and you know i was you know you know it wasn't that i didn't want to go out with you guys and if there had if it had been different circumstances, I may have even gone. Um, but I, at, when you know, it all came about when I was a, on vacation and I didn't really have time to plan anything. And then uh, by the time I remembered about it was the day you guys were going, and I was like, oh yeah, I've already, I've already kind of planned my day. I'm, I'm good. Okay. So, um, but yeah, it's like you know, my sisters talked about wanting to go, and mm-hmm. and if she was around and we were around together, and she wanted to go to one, of course I'd be like, yeah, let's go. Right. It, it, it is fun sometimes to see them through the eyes of someone who's never been to one before. Right. But I've just been to so many, and I think so many. I won't say bad, but I've just been to so many typical ones right. that uh, if 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 you know, when I went to New York mm-hmm. and was in New York for the day, and me and Barbara Clowkey and her. Uh, um, uh, her her boyfriend and I can't remember his name. Gustav, right? Yes. Is that his name? Yes. My God, how terrible of me! I'm horrible. Uh, well, we went <laughs> out afterwards, and you know that was I've told the story. I don't know if I've told it on the show, but we ended up going to the Stonewall, 
And right. um, and then we went to some other bars. We went to a bar in New York. After that, after we went to the Stonewall, we went over to this other bar. Can't remember the name of it. And some guy. And it was like I think it was a Monday night. Um, so it was you know a weeknight, like a Monday. And some guy was sitting at a piano playing songs, and a bunch of other guys were all sitting around the piano singing songs with him. And and uh, it was just really fun. They he played some show tunes, and he played um, "Come Sail Away" by Styx, wow. and we were all singing along and having a good time. And I don't think he was the, like a scheduled performer. I think he was just a guy who was at the bar who showed up, wanted to play the piano. Wow, yeah. nice. Um, it seemed very informal, and so it, that was really fun. We really enjoyed that. And then we went on to this next, a third bar, and it, it was a drag show. And I thought, oh, I'm in New York. They'll sing. It'll be real singers. Nope, they lip singed, and yeah. uh, lip sang or lip synced or whatever you want to say. And I was so disappointed. And it it was wasn't too long before I was like, can we go? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think maybe it might be the deal where people who are very very skilled at making themselves up visually are spending so much time on on the visual appearance they don't have enough time for singing lessons well that's possible <laughs> but there are some drag queens and drag shows out there where they actually sing i know and probably you know and probably in new york on any on a night besides a monday night maybe yeah or definitely if you were in san francisco or some other large cities you might find some drag shows where the performers actually sing which i wouldn't I would not be opposed to, to seeing that. That would be cool. Okay. But I've just yeah. never been to one where it was a real performer who really sang. Right. Um, so it would take something spectacular like that sure. for and me I'm, to go to one. Well, and I'm sure the ticket prices would be a lot higher, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But it would be, it'd be worth so, it. Cool. Yeah. Okay, I, I just wanted to cover what happens this past oh, Sunday. You had a you had a full weekend. I just sat around. Well... I worked on Saturday and then I and then I sat around for the rest of the weekend and watched bad movies. <laughs> All right. Anyway, what what'd you do on Sunday? Uh, okay, Sunday we went to Green, Texas. Okay, well let me preface this by saying, okay, a couple of weeks ago, Sierra had uh, forwarded me or had mentioned to me that a band called the Harvest Thieves were going to be performing at Green Hall, and we had seen them before. I think at Blues on the Green and maybe one other venue. And so I was like, okay, great. Yeah, we, we like the Harvest Thieves. They sound great. And uh, so weekend was about to roll around, and I was like, hey, well, let's, let's go to Green and see the Harvest Thieves. And, but at the same time, I was like, oh, you know, I was actually thinking I wanted to go uh, to LaGrange to visit my mom. So I was a little torn, so instead what I did is I called my mom and said, hey, would you like to come to Round Rock and then we'll drive you to Green, Texas and we'll, we'll have, you know, we'll spend the afternoon. We'll go to a restaurant and eat and then we'll go listen to the Harvest Thieves because the Harvest Thieves is kind of a band that a lot of different generations can enjoy. Right. They're like a modern day version of the Grateful Dead. How about that? Oh, wow. <laughs> or close. I thought they would be more country rock. Well, uh, there's some of that mixed in there as well. But uh, hmm. I'll I'll post a YouTube video of Harvest Thieves on our Facebook site so people can decide for themselves what they think of the Harvest Thieves are. So cool. Okay. Anyway, so so actually I left her a message 
that and so she called me back and said sure i'd love to come I, my schedule is wide open uh, for sunday and so i said come on down so uh, <laughs> uh sunday at about noon she showed up and so we uh, then hopped in my vehicle and uh, uh, we drove to Green. And uh, so once we got to Green, we uh, were kind of debating, okay, do we go to the grist mill, which is pretty much standard for everybody who goes to Green, Texas. They always go to the grist mill restaurant. But I was like, well, let's, you know, let's check Yelp and see if there's some other places that we could go and that had a good rating. So we found this place called the Green River Restaurant. And uh, so we hmm. decided to go there because we looked at the menu uh, on Yelp, and I said, yeah, it looks good, it has a nice variety of, of stuff, and so we went to the Green River Restaurant, and you just, as once you park in Green, it's a you know, very small town if you've ever been there before, and there's Green Hall, and uh, not very far down the street is the, the walkway that leads you to the Green Restaurant, it's kind of a little winding walkway, and then takes you to a, a very big building that's kind of old barnwood looking kind of you know massive timbers and stuff and and so as I'm opening up the door I'm like damn this is like going to a speakeasy because there was like no signage or anything <laughs> it was crazy hmm. uh, I mean there were there were signs that were along the path that were saying you know green river restaurant but it just had that speakeasy feel to it because you're opening up this big massive wooden door with no sign on it, and walking down a kind of a long, dark hallway with uh, natural wood walls, and uh, turn a corner. Well, there's like a hostess station. You turn the corner, and then there's this big, great room with these huge, giant timbers and a kind of a cathedral ceiling inside of this place. And so I was like, "Wow, this is this is so cool, interesting place." So hmm. we're seated and. Uh, I'm looking at the menu and I'm saying, ah, you know, I want I want something German. I want something German. <laughs> and I'm looking at the menu and it's like, <laughs> when I saw her, I had already seen on Yelp that they did something. It was like a uh, a schnitzel, except it was a lemon chicken schnitzel. So I was like, wow, wow. Yeah, which is like, you know, they just, it was delicious. I I enjoyed mm. the hell out of it. They, they served it with some new potatoes and some mixed vegetables, and of course I had. You know, a couple of beers with and everything, and we had a really good time. And mom enjoyed herself. Enjoyed no what she sauerkraut? Uh, no sauerkraut, though, believe it or not. What? That, that would have been icing on the cake if I had some sauerkraut with yes. that. Yes. That would have been terrific. <laughs> um, I think mom and um, Sierra both got some really tall uh, peach and strawberry bellinis, I think. And uh, so mm. mom got a little tipsy on that. And <laughs> so they're having a good time. And then uh, as we were eating, Sierra's looking through her uh, iPhone and she's like, hey, did you know that the Harvest Thieves aren't playing until the 23rd? And I'm like, oh, shit. So I was like, <laughs> so it was like, well, OK, we had a good time and, you know, in green going to the restaurant and, <laughs> and just looking at the sites driving around and everything. But we we didn't get to go to the Harvest Thieves show because ah, so we still were, coming up. We were a week, or, a couple of weeks early. <laughs> wow! So huh. I was a little bit, uh, a little bit disappointed by that. But I think after the big meal and and drinking a couple of beers, I was like, well, you know, it was like five o'clock by then, and I was like, eh, right, so you know, be it. It was a good day. <laughs> we had fun and. 
you know, mom, mom's no spring chicken anymore, and so she was, she was content, and so we, we just drove back to Round <laughs> Rock, and, um, you know, uh, she had brought some luggage, so we put her up in the guest bedroom, and, uh, you know, she stayed the night, and on Monday morning, you know, I, Sierra and I went to work, and mom drove back to LaGrange. Oh, so cool. It, uh, it, it capped off a, a really nice weekend, even without the harvest yeah. thieves. So Fun. It was, yeah, it was fun. Well, it's so funny because when you were when you were first starting, I was like, okay, we should probably mention to everyone who's not from around here that green is not spelled green at all. It's spelled something like, is it G R U E N E? Yes, it's something like that. It's G-R-U- like Gruen. Yeah, it's, it's spelled like Gruen. G R U E N E, Texas. It's right yeah. next door to New Braunfels, which is. In between San Marcos and, and San Antonio, right it's, it's, south of Austin. Yes, I've I've never actually been to to Green, um, and I've, I've always wanted to go, and I want to go and eat at the grist mill sometime because that is supposedly a must do if you live around here. Yes, you, have you, you have you eaten at the grist mill? Yes, I have eaten at the grist mill. That's why we decided to go to a different place because I think all of us had eaten at the grist mill at least once. Ah, gotcha. I thought that's what you said. Yeah. Right. So that's on my that's on my um uh to do list is to to go to Green and and yeah. eat at the grist mill. Sure. And it was funny. It was like they you were saying how you went to Green and you saw and you were gonna see the the I forgot their name already the Harvest, Harvest Thieves, thieves mm-hmm. who you who you saw at the Blues on the Green, which is spelled G R E E. Right. Oh, good good point. Yes. Thank you for clarifying that. It was but, just uh, funny because it's like if you're not from here, if you saw that written and you weren't from here, you would be totally confused. Exactly. <laughs> and just as a, a point of interest for people who've never been there, which includes you, Lodger, going to Green is almost like stepping back in time to maybe the you know the turn of the 20th century, you know, the late 1800s, early 1900s, because Green Hall is a very old wooden dance floor music hall and like uh, the old music halls and dance floors uh dance i don't i can't did they call them music halls from back in the day oh that probably used to be a huge thing yeah or just texas texas dance halls i guess they were called absolutely absolutely and the rest of the town all the little shops that are around there is very you know it's very touristy of course but all of the shops where you can buy uh, all kinds of different things uh, antiquing or by who knows what else you know just the typical fare that you'd find at a touristy place but it's all in this old historic downtown so it's it's really hmm. interesting and it's right there on the river the comal is it the green river the, no, no i don't it's not I, maybe no. it's the comal river uh, uh, maybe that, it is the comal it's like runs right behind the restaurant we ate at and behind the the dance hall that uh uh, the Green Hall. It's, I it's, really would like to. That's just one of those things I've always wanted to do and eat at the Grist Mill. People yeah. say it's a really cool experience. It's one of those things that I'm like, yeah, next time my parents come in town, we should go do that. And mm-hmm. um, I'll just have to keep trying to remember to, to do yeah. that. Yeah, it's worth um, it. But it's, it sounds like fun. It's worth a day trip because, I mean, Green and New Braunfels are, are right next to each other. I mean, I actually, I cool. think Green is actually part of New Braunfels. I'm not sure that Green is actually an incorporated community. It's just part of New Braunfels, but it feels like its own small little town by itself. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. 
But you better get there fast yeah, because the, the subdivisions are moving in. Oh, I know. Boy, everybody's <laughs> building down there. Yep, it's true. Wow. Well, cool. Well, that sounds like fun. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Um, I, I'm going to have to check that place out sometime. That There's several places in the hill country, for lack of a better terminology. Um, yes. You know, like I've been out to Fredericksburg, but we got there late in the day on a Sunday when we went, and I want to go to the Pacific War Museum out there. Um, and you have to – they roll up the sidewalks at 5 o'clock in Fredericksburg. Oh, you're talking um, about the, the Nimitz uh, Museum, right? Isn't yeah, it? isn't it called the Pacific War Museum? Yes. I think it's called the Nimitz yeah. the Nimitz Pacific War Museum, but I could be wrong. Hmm. I think it's Nimitz. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I mean don't I liked quote Fredericksburg me. don't quote when me. we went out there. <laughs> when I did go out there one time with my nephew, we, we really liked it, but we just got there late in the day on a Sunday and, and because we got lost and that's a great story, but, um, <laughs> you know, I enjoyed that and, you know, and I've just kind of, I've never really driven around, you know, we've been out to Wimberley many times, but I've never been a little bit further West to places like Bandera and, and, uh, places out there like that, that I just kind of like to go and explore it sometime and just say mainly just to say I have you know yes be a good idea to to plot out a little bit of a plan ahead of time and then right then do it that sounds great well and that's the other thing the and, other thing we talked about doing and mm-hmm. they uh and they do this on the weekends at least part of the year is doing a uh doing some kind of organized tour where somebody else drives and hitting the wineries up in the in the hill country oh yeah do a little do a little yes. wine tasting Yes, um, I think Sierra's done that with some of her friends and relatives, so uh, we probably need to catch up to that bandwagon. Yeah, because that would be fun. Indeed. Well, cool. Well, hey, man, you know, a few episodes ago, not Mm -hmm. to completely shift gears. No, that's fine. um, Let's shift. A few few episodes ago, we talked about Mr. Robot. Have you watched it at all yet? No, no, I, I keep wanting to. But uh, you gonna whet my appetite for it again? Well, it was on. Uh, you know, when we recorded this, we always record this uh, a, a week or so before it actually gets posted. But so it was last night, which which uh, was last night's episode. By the time this comes out, it'll probably have been two episodes ago. But Man. they had this amazing start to the episode uh, where they where the main character had a hallucinogenic dream that he was on a sitcom from the mid late 80s <laughs> on USA network on Wednesday night uh it was called <laughs> Word Up Wednesday and i can't remember what the name of the show he was on maybe oh i guess it was Mr. Robot but it was like he was stuck in this 80s sitcom alf made an appearance how um, bizarre Wow. Yeah, it was and that show is so dark and weird and and so of course they played it where it was a dark and weird sitcom thing going on, but he was the the main character Elliot was the only one who was like this is not the real world, you know. Okay. He was the only one who knew something that, was wrong. Yes. And it was just <laughs> geniusly done. They even had a thing where they stopped and you thought it was going to be a commercial break and they played a Bud Light commercial from the 80s the oh, full commercial funny and i th- yeah and then they played a fake ad for the corporation that's the big corporation that on Mr. Robot they're they're trying to to take down the the hackers are trying to take down it's uh. called E Corp so there was like an E Corp fake E Corp ad from the 80s it okay. was just done really brilliantly it was freaking amazing Hmm. and 
I, I love that show. I don't I don't understand it a lot of the time. <laughs> it's, it's it's somewhat intense and it's somewhat it's difficult to follow Ooh, because it's just good. there's so much going on. Yeah, it really is. It's one that's... of those ones where even though I've watched it, I still want to get the DVDs and watch them one right after the other mm. so I can, you know, because after a week of waiting for the show to come back, sometimes you kind of lose track of what happened and who, what the characters' names are. And, and they don't play the audience for idiots. They expect you Whoa. to keep up with it. And that's, so it, it's intense. That's what you want, man. That's a cult classic in the making. Yeah. It's a really great show. And USA is really... I mean, they, you know, to let them do fake commercials and 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 uh, I don't know if Bud Light paid to have their fake commercial in that or that's, not. That's but very likely. It, it, it was, and it had um, it had one of the comedians from the '80s, and I don't think he's around anymore. Jeff, maybe it was Jeff Altman. Maybe Jeff Altman is still around. I don't know. Um, I think but so. But it had like you know, it was a real commercial from the '80s. Uh, hmm. it, it was, it was just, it was amazing and interesting and different. And yeah, that show is, is one of the best shows on television. Okay. They, they do things that others don't. All right. I'm going to break down and put it on my rotation. <laughs> you, you, yeah. You pushed me to. over yeah. the edge with that uh, description there. Yeah. It And what was great about it, of course, when you're watching the show, I hope, I'm sorry I spoiled it for you. And, and if I spoiled it for someone else, I guess I should have said spoiler alert because Fucker. it was so random. I know, right? <laughs> it was so random. The episode just started and it starts like it's, you know, and you're, and so you're sitting there watching it and it goes on for a good amount of time and yeah. you're sitting there watching it going, is the whole episode going to be this thing? Or, <laughs> you know, it was just so well done and so different and, and so, uh, you know, and for lack of a better word, shocking, you were just kind of sitting there in awe going, what, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I, I was just thinking about that. Because I had I had made some, uh, you know, we're getting to that time of the year where the fall season is about to start. Yes. And there's been uh, there's been a bunch of talk about a bunch of different things that are going to happen in the fall here, yeah. and uh, so much cool, interesting stuff that's going to go on. Um, do you watch the Real O'Neills? No. It's I a sitcom. I don't have enough time in the day, man. <laughs> I know, man. I, I, I really, I don't know how I do it. Sometimes I don't have a life some weeks, but well, um, I, I watch a lot of, sh you know, other shows that you know you probably don't. So you know, it's, it's just we're we're both probably watching the same amount of time. It's just uh, uh, on different shows. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Real O'Neills is like a sitcom that's on ABC where it's it's about uh, a family and they're Catholic and uh, the the teenage son comes out of the closet and the other characters, the parents are going through a divorce. Mm -hmm. The other characters have little things going on, but the son is really the the main character. Uh, and and it's cool because the mother is is having to adjust to having a gay son and and so you know some some weeks she's a little more accepting than others because it's a sitcom. Yes. But overall they do they do it really well and it really is a, is a fun and funny show. There's been some funny stuff on it and the characters are likable and it's just a, it's just a 
you know, it's not a the greatest show there that there ever was, but it's a cool show. Huh. And uh, and it's you know, it's just kind of fun, light, fluffy entertainment. Um, so if your teenage and, years could have been a sitcom, would it have been this show? <laughs> no, <laughs> my, <laughs> okay. family, my family was not that negative. Uh, oh, okay. They're, they're they're more of a typical uh, all American family, and they're Catholic too. So, oh, that's uh, right. Which, which my family isn't. So, right. maybe, so maybe it would have been like your family if one of your brothers had <laughs> come out when he was a teenager. I don't know. Exactly. Um, um but uh, so the thing that made me bring that up was their their uh, fall season uh, this year. Um, I don't know if it's the first episode, but I think it was going to be the first episode. They're going to have uh, an episode where uh, Tyler Oakley, who is my f- favorite YouTuber, and uh, I would have never known that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> RuPaul and Lance Bass and Jane Lynch are all going to guest star, and it's going to air on National Coming Out Day. So I was wow. like, oh, that's really cool. That's, that's going to be really cool. That's a cavalcade of gay stars. It is, right? I mean, you put Tyler Oakley. I mean, who's missing? Tyler Oakley, RuPaul, Lance Bass, Jane Lynch. You've got the heavy – those are heavy hitters in the B-list gay celebrity field. There it goes. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm so I'm looking forward to that. Um and then have you heard that there's going to be an Archie's series? Uh no, cuz this one's really weird. Is this the one with the Ramones? No, well that's that's No, that's a comic book. Oh, that's right. That's we talked about book. that in a previous episode, yes. Right. But there's going to be an CW Archie's is Really? TV show. Live yeah, action? And it's going to be on the CW, mm-hmm. live action. Wow. It's going to be on the CW. It's going to be very modernized, so it's not going to be uh, it's not going to be your typical Archies. I don't know. I don't okay. know. It's either going to be really great or the most horrible fucking thing you've ever okay. seen. Um, so is but, Ar- Archie, uh, Archie going to take Veronica to Pound Town? I he might okay. um, if he's not being too emo that week. <laughs> right. So. So, like, one of the things is the the reason I found out about it was the, there are these guys, the the Dylan and Cole Sprouse, the Sprouse brothers. They were on that show, The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Um, they're twins, um, and they, you know, they always had this kind of goody goody image because they were on a Disney show, and yeah. then they stopped doing the show, and they were. Uh, they were they went to college and they stopped acting for a while mm-hmm. and one of the brothers had his nudes leaked that he snapchatted somebody <laughs> and uh anyway he's gonna play jughead on the show and he's like the most unjughead type person i just don't know what, what this show is going to be <laughs> well <laughs> i just can't figure out what it's gonna be man I guess he's just going to play a, a dumb guy with a weird hat. I, I don't even think they're going to give him the weird hat. I think he's just going to be a dumb guy. I don't know. What? It, it looks, you, yeah, I can't wait can't to see. You can't have Jughead without the weird hat. <laughs> the I inexplicable, know, right? what the hell is that, a crown made of cloth hat? <laughs> I mean, that's Jughead. That's how you recognize exactly. Jughead. Exactly. And then I I looked online and there's a uh, there's a character in the Archie comics and I think we talked about this on one of the episodes yes. uh, named Kevin Keller who was the gay character right. and there's an actor who's who I've never heard of uh, playing Kevin Keller so Kevin Keller will be one of the characters in this as well it looks like it's going to be kind of like Archie meets One Tree Hill or something I just huh. don't know what it's going to be it, wow. it, 
and they haven't shown any scenes. There hasn't been any ads or anything for it. There's just been a few things online with a few pictures. So I just don't know what it's going to be. So is Kevin Keller going to take Reggie to Pound Town? <laughs> he might. <laughs> <laughs> kind of hoping he takes Jughead, but that's a whole other story. Okay. So. Oh, but anyway, it's. I was just like, he's wearing this a fall hat. could be really interesting. <laughs> yeah. The 2016 fall TV schedule might yeah. be really interesting. I'll be curious to see how that uh, that Archie live action series turns out. Yeah. I just want to see it just as, you know, and who knows? It might be the most amazing thing ever. It's hard to tell. Right. You, you never know until they do it, man. You never know what those gingers, I tell you. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it's not going to be long. You know, um, a bunch of my favorite shows are already coming back. I know we both watch Fear the Walking Dead. Yes, we do. We do indeed. So th that's coming back in just a few days. Oh, that's wow. Like 10 days from now. Really? I think not this Sunday, but the following Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Fear the Walking Dead, Project Runway's coming back. Chris Lee knows best. That's one of my guilty pleasures. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> so I'm I'm excited. So I'll have some I'll have some interesting things to say about the fall TV season on the show. I'm pretty sure. All right, cool. Well, I I, I look yeah. forward to hearing your your comments on that for sure. I'm so, excited. Yeah, we'll we'll have lo lots and an lots to talk about. Just another reason to stay at home and lock myself in my room. <laughs> right. <laughs> so are we going to do an oblique strategy oh yeah i guess we better do that before we uh before uh, we uh, shuffle off all right right before i go fix me a bitter pill there you go <laughs> all right let me pull one out here swing here it is you ready mm -hmm. go outside shut the door Period. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes. You know, when I was a young person and I heard about oblique strategies and knew nothing other than the fact that they existed, it was like a dream to have them. I was like, oh, because wow. there was only a few hundred made on the first time Eno made them and sold them. Sure, the first so edition, I'm very, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they were very coveted and very expensive. Yes. And I remember thinking, oh, what I wouldn't give to have a series of oblique strategy cards. And then, of course, someone had them in Slacker, and I was like, oh, this is the coolest thing ever because the yep. guy who made this movie knows about oblique strategies. How awesome is that? And has and someone that's in the movie has a set of the cards. Wow. Mm -hmm. But the more you read of them, the more I realize that maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what? Maybe it would have been a, a, a bad investment. <laughs> Leave the room and shut the door. Is that what no. it says? Leave the room, shut no. the door? It says go outside, go shut outside. the door. Shut yep. the door. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> All right. Maybe that's just kind of All a. All right, man. I think that's just kind of a, a brain clearing thing. You know, it's like you're you might be you might be working on something and struggling, and and your head is clouded, your brain is addled. You you just you need to get away. So just go outside, shut the damn door behind you. Yeah. And just get away for a little while. Yeah, sometimes you got to take a break, man. Take a deep breath. Hell yeah. <laughs> but Eno couldn't say that. Eno had to say, go outside, shut, shut the, the door. door. 
Right. Shut the door. Hey, man, but, you know, it could be interpreted <laughs> other ways as well, so, you know. It could. It, could. it doesn't mean doesn't mean literally. Right. It could be a figurative going outside and shutting the door. Right. Yes. Yes. So You keep telling yourself that. I'm going to have How much did you spend for those cards? I made them myself. I just... Oh, worth I, every penny. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I wrote them all by hand on three by five index cards. Oh, my gosh. Well, how awesome! I, did a I am. Great job. I am. I'm sorry. I'm shitting on everything, Mark Browner. I shouldn't shit on your oblique strategy cards. Uh, no, I'm no, a terrible no. person. No, you're just you're I, just I, mad at that damn barking dog downstairs. Oh well, yeah. That that has ruined my whole life for the last few weeks. And I'm sorry. I'm gonna fix me a bitter pill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, a bitter pill. Yes. You you know that's from that's from. Uh, the tuna play what is the name of that greater tuna that's from greater tuna yeah oh really a bitter pill there was yeah there was an episode there was a there uh, it was on hbo or showtime or one of those channels where they the two guys who do greater tuna Mm -hmm. did it as a as a special and it was directed by Norman Lear, and it's long out of print. And there, I guess hmm. there, there are people who say, I don't know why it won't, might not ever see the light of day again, but it's very difficult to find it. Hmm. Um, and I remember I watched it with my mom, and uh, uh, one of the characters at one point says, oh, damn it, I've forgotten the line now. Uh, wing it. Oh, she says, she says, to the other character, whatever the cut or other character's name is, she says, "Bring me a, bring me a bitter pill. I'm gonna kill me a poodle." <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what she says. Uh, the genius, oh, anyway. the genius of Joe Sears and Jason Williams. Ah, uh, good stuff, man. Yeah. I've seen one of the plays here. I've seen a couple of the plays. Are they I'm trying from... to remember now which ones I've seen? Are they from Austin? Oh yeah. Yeah, let's, let's add them to the list. <laughs> we should, yeah, for the intro. Um, yeah, I saw one of them in a Eugene o- Ionesco play one time. That was a two-person yeah. play. Oh, um, yeah, cool. Not rhinoceros, unfortunately. It was uh, some other obscure uh, Ionesco, uh, random. What do you call that? Absurdist thing yeah. where they lived in a lighthouse or something. And then I saw one of them, the skinny one, did a one-man show where he kind of – it was all based on his life story. Yeah. Which was which was better than that sounds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there, you've got to – we've got to end this episode before. I put down well, Jesus and and Obama. You just you you just jogged my memory. I saw both of those guys in a production of a funny thing happened on the way to the forum at the Paramount oh, wow. Theater. Like God, in the nineties sometimes. Yeah, but, this uh, this that was great. Thing I saw was in the early two thousands. Yeah, I saw them do one of the tuna plays because there's three of them, you know. Um, I saw them do one of them at the uh, Grand Opera House, the Grand 1894 Opera House in Galveston one time. And then I saw them do, I think the Christmas, no, that was the Christmas one. Then I saw them do the middle play, whatever whatever the sequel was, here in Austin at the Paramount. Tuna Sandwich? In the early 2000s. 
I think it was called tuna sandwich. Yes, I'm sure it was. No, I don't know. That re- <laughs> that reminds me, I didn't tell you when I was telling you about all my adventures last week. I didn't tell you about the beginning of the week, where on my nephew's birthday, did I tell you that we went to the Grand 1894 Opera House in Galveston and saw Vicky Lawrence? Yes. Oh my God, I told that story. Okay. At length. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, now I vaguely remember it. I'm a bad person. I can't remember all the things I tell people and no, who I, was, I tell. And... It was actually a fascinating story and, and very informative and interesting. Well, good. I thank you. Thank you for validating my life, Mark Browner. <laughs> it, it made me fall in love with it. Vicki Lawrence it. all over again. Ah, uh, yeah. She was awesome. It was really a good show. It was sure. fun. My nephew liked it because he loves Mama. Yeah. Cause he's, cause he's got the same genes I got. So, he's a twenty-six-year-old man who loves Mama's family, <laughs> <laughs> and has. What was kind of cool about it was one, it was on his birthday, but he had wanted to go see her. She did the same kind of performance in Louisiana at one of the casinos about. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many years ago. It's probably been seven or eight years ago because he was under 21 and he couldn't go. We couldn't take him because you had to be 21 to get into the casino to see the show. Right. And and so it had been something he'd wanted to do since he was a kid, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so we got to go see her on his birthday, and that was really cool. No, that's great. I'm sure it was a a great birthday for him. Great birthday. Yeah, he loved it. Week and a he half, you know. Shit. Yeah. All right. So, uh, hey, man, looks like we've uh, come to the end of another episode, episode ten. I'm very happy. Hopefully, this one isn't two hours like the last one. No, I'll, it's. I'm it's sorry. Not. No, no, no. <laughs> Good. I loved okay. the last episode. It was, I'm sorry, it was cool. man. And this episode. Sorry will be that a- I talk a lot and <laughs> go on and on about stuff and talk about television shows I like. I didn't even get to movies or music, and I've got a whole list of stuff I wanted to talk about. Well, we can save it for another episode, and it'll be we could, just We could have f- another episode. <laughs> what? We could have another episode. Yeah, we could probably Will there do be that. An, you want to do episode 11 sometime? Um, Sure. In a week. <laughs> that was a long fucking pause, <laughs> no. Mark Brown. Hey man, I, I was I was under I was I was under the impression that uh, you know we got ten under our belt right now, and now we've only got nine hundred and ninety left to do. Because <laughs> we're gonna do a thousand. Yeah, when we hit a thousand, Is that our goal. Yeah, we're a gonna thousand. We're gonna quit when we get to a thousand. Okay. That should last us I'll, I'll, uh, 20 years. 52 weeks a year, that's 20 years. I'll try. I'll do everything <laughs> I can to live that long. <laughs> I really don't want to live that long. <laughs> ah, come on. Another few years would be plenty, but for you and the show, I can go on another 20 years, I guess. There it is. All right. Cool. No. All right, man. Well, you have a good week. I will talk to you soon. I enjoyed it as always. It's always fun. Yeah, me too. So uh, to our audience out there, tune in next week for another fabulous episode of A Slippery Slope. See how far we can slide down that slippery slope next week. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. All right. (laughs) Thanks, Mark Browner. Uh, Lodger out and proud. All right. Good night.